Welcome to this week's Capital News Roundup. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Here are the stories that made headlines this week. The state opened another shelter for migrants in Chicago on Wednesday. It's the latest step in dealing with an influx of more than 30,000 asylum seekers sent to Illinois from states on the southern U.S. border since the summer of 2022. This new shelter is slated to host about 220 migrants in a former CVS location in Chicago's Little Village. It's a part of a $160 million state spending plan for migrant assistance that Governor J.B. Pritzker announced back in November. Funding for the state's response to the situation has been a controversial topic in recent months. With a centralized federal response lacking, some have called on the state and city governments to increase their investments in migrant assistance. But lawmakers did not act on a supplemental spending plan in the legislature's fall veto session, something Governor Pritzker said he discussed with legislative leadership in Springfield. The U.S. Supreme Court has denied one request to review Illinois' assault weapons ban, but many believe the court is more likely to take up another challenge to the law later this year. The high court turned down a request by Republican State Representative Dan Calkins of Decatur to hear an appeal of the case he lost before the Illinois Supreme Court in August. That focused on campaign donations to two Democratic justices by Governor J.B. Pritzker. Justices at the U.S. Supreme Court gave no reason for declining to hear Calkins' appeal, but many people expect the court to take up a separate challenge to the law from the National Association for Gun Rights, which argues more broadly that the ban violates the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. The Illinois Supreme Court will decide later this year whether investigators violated a Decatur woman's Miranda rights in a case that led to her conviction for murder. Jessica Logan was convicted in 2021 of murdering her 19-month-old son, but her lawyers claim she was coerced into being videotaped, reenacting the moment she found him dead, without being read her Miranda rights or being advised of other constitutional protections. In arguments before the Supreme Court this week, Illinois Assistant Appellate Defender Gilbert Lenz claimed the reenactment violated Logan's constitutional rights and puts future defendants in similar jeopardy. The state was telling the jury, you can convince, you can convict on the inadmissible evidence alone. It's hard to imagine a more prejudicial evidentiary error in argument. But the prosecution argues Logan was free to leave at any time and did not have to participate in the reenactment. In another case this week, the Illinois Supreme Court is expected to rule later this year on whether the smell of cannabis alone is enough to warrant a traffic stop or a search. Justices heard two cases, each stemming from warrantless searches where state troopers smelled cannabis in a vehicle. The cases were the first to come before the high court on the issue since the state legalized recreational cannabis use in 2020. Attorneys for the people who were stopped and searched say the smell of cannabis alone should not be the probable cause to search a vehicle. But the state argues cannabis must be transported in odor-proof packaging, meaning the odor equates to a Class A misdemeanor. Several other states' Supreme Courts have faced similar cases. The Minnesota Supreme Court recently denied the idea that the smell of cannabis is enough to constitute a search or would lead to criminal findings. Most states that have faced the challenge, including Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, have determined the odor of cannabis alone is not enough to justify searching a vehicle. But last spring, the Wisconsin Supreme Court viewed the matter differently with a 4-3 ruling that said a cannabis odor is enough for police to search a car. Marijuana dispensaries in Illinois set another record for sales last year to the tune of $1.6 billion. That includes a record in sales to in-state residents, 
but a decline for people coming in from out of state to make a purchase. The growth in 2023 marked a 5% increase from the year prior, meaning the pace of the industry's growth is slowing. From its first year to its second, sales grew by 106%. In 2022, growth was marked at 12% from the year before. A $10 million state grant will help complete an expansion of cancer treatment services in southern Illinois. The grant was a part of the Rebuild Illinois Infrastructure Program to Southern Illinois Healthcare's Cancer Institute in an effort to complete an expansion at that Carterville facility. SIH President and CEO John Antes says the average daily patients there have tripled since 2015, and the institute now serves 300 patients daily. The SIH Cancer Institute provides a range of treatment options in a medically underserved region. With the 2024 elections just around the corner, voters in Illinois will soon have to decide if they want to cast their ballots in person or by mail. But Illinois lawmakers may consider legislation this year that would give local election officials the option of conducting elections almost entirely by mail. Under current law, voters have to ask that a mail ballot be sent to them. Democratic State Representative Carol Ammons of Urbana is sponsoring the bill. She says voting by mail is both safer and more convenient for most voters. Vote by mail has been uh, proven by way of court order as well as people's utilization of vote by mail. I vote by mail that it has been safe. There has been no problems. I've not missed a single election. And um, people who use it increase their voter participation. At least eight other states and Washington, D.C. already conduct their elections almost entirely by mail. Illinois Secretary of State Alexi Janoulias wants people in Illinois to add one more thing to their list of New Year's resolutions. Don't come to the DMV. Janoulias announced reforms to his Skip the Line initiative this week. The Skip the Line initiative was announced last year. His office says since the start of the program, an alarming number of no-shows has made the online appointment process inefficient. The reforms include text reminders for appointments for people who need to come to the DMV in person, as well as changes to driver's license testing so that driving schools can have similar rules as driver's ed instructors at high schools, meaning they can administer driving tests for their students. You can learn more about online services at ILSOS.gov. And that'll do it for this week's Capital News Roundup. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast and others by visiting our website, CapitalNewsIllinois.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Capital News Illinois is a nonprofit, nonpartisan news service covering Illinois government. Major funding is provided by the Illinois Press Foundation and the Robert R. McCormick Foundation. Additional support comes from the Illinois Broadcasters Foundation and the Southern Illinois Editorial Association.